Welcome to your favorite F word podcast, where we dive deep into conversations around food, fitness, feelings, with the occasional fuck thrown in. We're your hosts, Sarah and Nicola, owners of Paradigm Nutrition and Performance, nutrition coaches, besties, and most importantly, humans. This show is for coaches, self-growth-oriented folks, active humans, or anyone looking to deepen their understanding and relationship with food, movement, and themselves. Thanks for tuning in, and we cannot wait to share this space with you. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Your Favorite F Word. We are here today with our first Just the Tips episode, which are going to be hopefully shorter. The goal is shorter episodes on a single topic that hopefully you'll get some like very relevant takeaway action items. Just rapid fire tips, tips, rapid, tips, 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 rapid tips. Fire tips. <laughs> Um, so today specifically, we're going to talk about how to navigate your nutrition when you have a partner who doesn't give a fuck about their own nutrition. Mm-hmm. Um, so navigating, and this can be relevant to like, if it's a partner or if you're like feeding a family or living with people who have different food habits than you, how yes. do you navigate that? Yes. How do you navigate How it? do you? <laughs> I brought this up to Brandon and he's like, oh, good. Are you just going to talk about me for this whole time? I was like, oh, okay. But Brandon just eats whatever you make him. That's the thing. He's yeah. so easy. He's like, yeah. rice again? Awesome. Yeah. Let me just fucking lather some sauce on there. <laughs> <laughs> for real. That's Brad. Yeah. If you have a sauce boy at home, you're fine. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah we're going to just talk about kind of how do we navigate like the nitty gritty details around like cooking, shopping, eating your lifestyle with that person. Um, we'll talk a little bit about like the support and emotional side of things. Um, and just having like those tough conversations and communicating effectively so that even if your choices are different, you're both still supporting each other in whatever they are. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but if you'll engage me in this, this was on a, a podcast I listened to and I was like, oh man, what a good question. And then I had to look what was in mind, but just to like start things off with maybe something a little off topic, but fun is I was just thinking about uh, what you keep in your notes app. Okay. And uh, I'm curious, like if everybody keeps the same kind of stuff or what, like if you think of your notes app, what's in it? I think it depends on your job. My notes app has like main themes. So I always have like my um, meals. So I do like meals for the week. Yeah. what they are and then like mm-hmm. my grocery list so that's always in there each week and I just like change it out um I also usually do like a layout of my day in my notes app oh yeah oh my gosh yeah so like you I have don't write it out you put it in your notes app yeah so I have like my written calendar that has like me. all my appointments and shit on it but then like so for today's I have like 10 to 11 podcast 11 to 12 in your notes app yeah blown away by that yeah surprised okay okay so I have that um I keep the notes for the work that I do um for my friend's social media company so when we have Mm -hmm. meetings or if I need to um like do specific content or if I come across a piece of content that I like that I want for inspo for them um those are all in my notes app I have 
all my client like checking call notes I keep in my notes app I fucking this is all very my life is in there yeah 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 it does yeah. become like your like second brain a little bit yeah um, but I, I also like will forget to like go in there sometimes yeah it's you one of those things where I'm like this is such a good place to put this and then it lives forever exactly and, like nothing happens with it this is why I do not put content ideas in there anymore because that's mm. where content ideas would go to go die. to die I where mean, do you put your go to die ideas? everywhere yeah nowhere in my brain they're already dead yeah so yeah um what's in your notes at okay I was looking at this I have a list of books that I have like read and then books that I I'm going to read yeah um books that I'm interested and like who recommended them to me so I get like okay right this person right recommend them to me um I have uh quotes that Brandon and I have uttered to each other when we're super stoned it is hilarious can you read this one um mm. okay one of my favorites that brandon said was oh where is it where is it Mm -mm -mm. brandon i'm such a creature of habit like if a serial killer was around they'd only need to follow me for like two days to know what my schedule was amazing <laughs> um so just things like that uh there are things that like I think are so funny obviously yeah. in the moment but currently and then I'll read them all out to people and they're like oh, uh, uh, funny. <laughs> um I also have addresses of people I often send things to you I have a shared Costco list with Brandon which is like the most updated list ever uh-huh. um I have a list of movies and shows to watch um I have gift ideas nice that's like a good when one that comes up tattoo ideas uh I have oh still a list of dog names from when we were naming Rue but then nice. I'm like well if we get a second dog I might want that right um okay this is one I don't have this I kind of wish I did but talking to other people about it, they have a list of everybody they've slept with. <laughs> oh my god! I'm no, like, you thank you. I look hilarious. Yeah, hilarious. So funny. Love. Like, that. We don't need um, to revisit that shit. Like sometimes you just kind of like, oh, you know, you're forgetting someone. Right. It happens. Right. Right. I um, haven't thought about that for ages. Well, there you go. Now, yeah. Welcome Perfect. to your afternoon. Let me just go puke yeah uh yeah that's about it some recipes randomly but they're like from 2021 oh man it goes back to 2013 nice and there's a note from kellen who stole my phone and wrote me a poem that's cute cute is that yeah so yeah it just like it houses a lot they are our second brains so yeah ask your friends what they keep in their notes app i feel like it'll tell you a lot about them yeah yours are very fun mine are all work related (laughs) Yeah, I'm really surprised though because you're always like a I'm gonna write things out kind of girl. So I'm yeah, like, I yeah. haven't been writing my to do list as much lately, mostly because I will like make them when I'm like eating breakfast or like doing something mm-hmm. quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, all right, okay. Anywho, anyway, let's that was get fun. Into I just shit. needed to know bonds us a little bit more since I'm feeling so far away from you right I now. I know. I know. Especially because Sarah was like, hey, we should book cheap flights and go to Vancouver. And I was like, LOL, on what budget? <laughs> well, the flights were $50. Oh, 
So yeah, but you know, hotels in Vancouver are like four hundred dollars a night. I know it's fine. It was a pipe dream. I get it. <laughs> I just wanted to see my best friend. Okay, we'll plan for the lottery. Anyways, okay, Perfect. getting back to the topic at hand. <clears throat> okay, so uh, yeah, when it comes to navigating this stuff, first thing important to recognize is like this is very common in so many relationships. Um, and again, whether it's your significant other, whether it's your roommate, whether it's family, so many people have different food preferences, um, and learning to work around all of them is definitely a struggle that a lot of people have. Um, and it can be a stressor, not only on like our own personal goals and following through with the things that we want to do, but also from an emotional standpoint, especially with significant others, if we're feeling unsupported. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's like, it goes beyond just food preferences and Mm -hmm. it's like people's ideas that they've grown up with about like foods that are good or bad, what healthy food is, what it isn't, like how frequently they want to go out for meals, um, how frequently they eat in a day, what they like to stock in the house, what they like don't, you know, it's like, it can be so much. Or what I've come across lately is spouses who like refuse to eat the same thing multiple mm-hmm. times in a week and so you're constantly having to like accommodate them while also doing like your own meal prep and stuff yeah it can be a lot for sure also important to remember that like everyone's food preferences and their ideas around food are influenced by so many different factors and a lot of them have been like created throughout their upbringing and so what seems so fucking weird to you (laughs) might be like completely normal to them. Right. Mm -hmm. So when we're approaching this conversation and this, these situations, we need to remember that like the goal isn't necessarily to like change that person, you know? Mm -hmm. And right. Like then on this um, kind of like same idea, they also be mindful if they are like judging you or trying to change or adjust your goals yeah, because it's making them uncomfortable. Yeah. So should we start with the communication piece? For sure. Cool. Um, Okay. So some things to consider when you are communicating this with these people. Um, Number one, and along these same lines is going in with like an open mind and knowing that it's like, it's not supposed to be like a judgmental conversation where, especially if you are the one who's eating quote unquote healthier, we're not going in there attacking the other person and like (laughs) trying to get them to, you know, see your side or to change their habits. Yeah. I mean, I picture it uh, being framed more around you and Mm -hmm. coming in with like, these are my goals. This is what I need to do to feel like I'm, you know, living more aligned with my values to feel better. You know, you can educate as much as you want on like the why for your decision around that. But I think taking emphasis off them Mm -hmm. um, in the beginning, at least can be really helpful. For sure. And explaining like why it's important to you. Mm -hmm. And in that instance, you could bring up, you know, your shared relationship. And I think for a lot of us, when we are taking care of ourselves, we show up better in our relationships, mm-hmm. right? Um, so helping, That's a really good point. helping your partner, or your family see that like, okay, if you can support me in this, I'm going to be less irritable. I'm going to be more <laughs> present. I'm going to be happier, right? 
Um, and that can help help them understand that important importance to you, even if it's not the same for them. Mm-hmm. And I think like assuming that conversation goes well, the next thing I would suggest is like asking them how they might want to be a part of it. I think we probably have ideas of how we'd love their support, um, but coming at it from a like, I'm going to do this and I would love to have your support. How do you think you could help me? I love that. Mm. Cause then it's like less of you telling them what they need to do and instead like giving them an active role in it. Um, yeah. And you and might need to like yeah. what they think is going to be helpful might not be actually like what you need, but I think it opens that conversation and allows them like some level of buy-in instead For of sure. just being like, now you're going to change all of these things too, or you know, there are going to be places for compromise, especially I think when it comes to things like eating out um, and like types of meals you're cooking, or like I mentioned, when someone wants to like eat the same thing quite often and the other person like needs more variety, like there yeah. is going to have to be some give and take and probably a more lengthy process. For sure. But I think the key there is to be communicating about it as you go. Like, how is this working for you? What's like, what do you feel okay with? Yeah setting aside like specific times to have these conversations too, rather than waiting to have it when like you're on the edge of like fucking losing your <laughs> mind. Right. Um, and like, setting no. a time do that. to be like, we're going to, we're going to take 15 minutes. We're going to talk about this where you're both like calm and grounded. And it's not like a reaction to something is also going to probably be a little bit more productive than Mm -hmm. that other situation (laughs) what if before we like move on to like other kind of pieces what if the person is not really open to it or they like think it's silly or what we see a lot is like I think more with families than spouses but they just have an entirely different idea of what the person should be doing for the goal Mm -hmm. I have a problem with that. Um, Mm -hmm. And like my strategies might not work for everyone because I'm definitely like a very blunt person. Um, And I think making it known that like, number one, and you can go about this in whatever way, I would take the harsh route because that's who (laughs) I am as a person. But if you want to be more gentle, like I appreciate your input. And I know that you are looking out for me, but like, I am doing what I believe is best for me. And I need you to accept that you don't need to understand it, but like, this is what's not helping. Please stop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Would be nice yeah. of saying it. Yeah. I, I like that. What do you think? Um, I also think like it could be if the person was open-minded Uh, like a chance to uh, educate them with what you've been learning and how Mm -hmm. you maybe have like tried what the route that they are suggesting before and it didn't work or you didn't like how it felt and now you're trying something new Um, and maybe you know you have the conversation like okay we're gonna agree to disagree and you don't have to love it but can you support me maybe you don't support this like decision but can you support me on this yeah Again, I'm thinking about a partner with that conversation. I think they're generally a lot more, at least the the examples I've seen, they're more open to the support piece, even if they're not buying in in the same way, but it's really families that come in with like the judgmental comments. I have a lot of clients who have since started working with me, started eating more 
and have come from a space of like diet culture. You should always be eating less. Gaining weight is the worst thing ever. And yet when I ask the client what their family is like and what their values of health are, like they don't match on any level. Yeah. So why would we let our family then dictate how we're going to live? But it's tough. Like you said, I would be blunt too. I would be like, okay, cool. I don't, I truly don't give a fuck what you think. I'm going yeah. to do this anyways. Yeah. But I think if we're, if we don't have the kind of like evidence that it's worked before, like you and I have, we have 10 years of like knowing that how mm. we like to eat serves us. If we're newer to that, yeah, it can be easy to be like, well, yeah, they, they're making a good point. Like, why right. would I, you know, be eating more or be changing this? So if you have a coach, those are definitely conversations to have. Um, Sometimes there's no like, you know, end or outcome, but it's like helpful to at least know someone is like on your side. Um, But they're really tough conversations, especially Mm -hmm. when you have like so many of those messages, like running so deep in your family. For sure. And like over generations, you know, it's hard parents and aunts and uncles and Mm -hmm. parents and shit are always very challenging that's another situation where like especially with like older people you are likely not going to change their mind Mm -hmm. like you're just not and if your goal going into the conversation is to change their mind it's probably not going to end feeling super good Um, and instead having a goal to just you know communicate whatever piece is important to you, whether you want to explain to them why you're doing it, whether you want to just ask them to like not make comments or whatever, um, and seeking like a solution rather than a complete change of opinion on their end, um, yeah. is going to be a lot more supportive. Yeah. And I mean, sometimes you have to pick your battles too. Like maybe you're not going to go to your aunt's house and track macros, but in your mind, you can still be intentional about you know, how you're eating without necessarily making it as obvious as that to everybody. So yeah, we definitely like hear that there are certain situations that are not going to be as easy peasy as like, Hey, I'm doing this support me. Yeah. And you're being showered with praise and (laughs) support. Why can't it just be like that all the time? Yeah. Um, Okay. Well, let's move into more of like, kind of like the details around like planning, preparation, Mm -hmm. Etc. So assuming someone's on board to at the very least support you. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Well, I just have like a list of a couple things here. Um, I think the strategy that works the best for the clients that I have worked with at least, especially ones with picky families or picky partners, um, is the concept of like doing food prep instead of meal prep. Mm-hmm. Um, so for example, if you cook up a batch of shredded chicken in the crock pot, you can make your own meal out of that and you can cook fucking pasta with cheese on it or like whatever for the rest of your family or for your partner. And, you know, the prep isn't as, isn't as much cooking two meals because you've done the bulk of like the things that take the longest, which is typically the protein and sometimes the carbohydrates. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like the same idea there would be like, okay, you can prep your own lunches and breakfast that you're like taking to work. And then when you come back for dinner, maybe you're being a little bit more flexible where you've still done like the shredded chicken. One night you're having that on a pizza. One night you're having that 
it as tacos one night you're having that as like a burrito bowl or something Mm -hmm. um and again with each of those you can decide what's on yours and then the rest of your family or your partner can decide what's on theirs or give them free reign to be like hey cool there's chicken in the fridge like do with it what you want and this is what I'm doing you don't actually always have to eat the same foods yeah or the exact same meal as your partner or the people in your house Mm-hmm. But it can be frustrating to try and cook two completely different things. So sure. we're trying to like find that middle ground there. Yeah. Like what are the types of meals that you can individualize a little bit? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. And then you can have stuff in the fridge that those other people or that other person like that maybe you don't mm-hmm. like that are bad for your digestion that aren't super aligned with like your macro goals or something like that. Um, but that's easy add-ons that like don't require cooking. So like sauces and flavorings and cheese and stuff like that. I also really like this idea, like when we're working in a setting where it's a family and there's kids involved, because I think a lot of the times when kids have the buy-in and the opportunity to make their own choices about their food, they get way more interested in it. And I think I won't say this broadly, but in my mind are often developing a more like or a healthier relationship with food than we might have when we were growing up mm-hmm. when things were just put in front of you. First, yeah. Um, they get to decide and you're still, you can like educate them and being like, we're having uh, proteins, like we're having chicken, but like, what else do you want with it? Yeah. Um, and allowing them like some choice, I think is going to probably alleviate lots of those like dinner arguments absolutely with with picky eaters throwing tantrums because they're going to be satisfied or at least have the opportunity to pick one or two things that they really like yeah that they truly enjoy yeah Mm -hmm. I like that one um when it comes to like grocery shopping and planning doing that together maybe not the grocery shopping specifically but at least the planning would not recommend (laughs) at least I know I hate grocery shopping with Brad it's like such an enjoyable experience and then Brad comes and I'm like get get away from me I'm like Um, how do you not know where that is like I know I I have my route in the store (laughs) yeah anyways anyways yeah so but at least like going through your meal plan for the week and your grocery Mm -hmm. list and saying like is there anything that if you do the grocery shopping asking your partner is there anything that you want me to get for you are these meals okay? Do we need to like change them? Do I need to buy any extra things for your meal, your version of the meal or whatever? Um, doing that together so that the stuff is in the house. And also I think that just helps your partner know what's coming too. Um, totally. Which can be super, super helpful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, notes app, baby, shared Costco list. Mm-hmm. That's where it's at. And then you yeah. can always sneak extra things on and see if they get them for you. Brad and I always do on Sunday we have like a weekly meeting Mm -hmm. where we talk about our schedule for the week and then I tell him like all the meals I'm making um so he knows he tracks macros too so then he knows like okay well this meal is a little bit higher in fat so I'm gonna take x for lunch or whatever um so that's helpful in multiple capacities um just like touching base and making sure that the other people know what's what's coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that point too because our initial conversation was assuming that <clears throat> the other person wasn't didn't have their own kind of goals. Mm-hmm. Um, but certainly, we have clients whose like spouses are 
like tracking macros and it can be then trickier if say you are in a diet phase and your partner is not or mm -hmm. vice versa so knowing what's coming can help yep. you like pre-plan decide like what you're going to partake in what you're going to have to adjust yes all of that is so so helpful yeah um I think another thing that can be helpful um is trying to even if it's once a week like cook together um, and even if it's something that you know, you're making two kind of different meals, that process of cooking together also applies to families too with kids. Um, just, it just brings more mindfulness and like time together around that goal, um, and can help like develop the understanding on the other person's half. Um, and it's a chance to like bond and, you know, maybe explain like, oh, I'm having this because of this or those types of things. Mm -hmm. yeah, I like I that. that. Yeah. Um, if your partner is super supportive, you can tell them too, like, hey, I'll be late for dinner. You're putting it together. I need 150 grams of turkey. Yeah. <laughs> I need 150 grams of rice. And then boom, it's there for you. And you just Fucking... put it to your, yeah. It's like check yeah. the box, like cool macros done for the day. Yeah. Um, so depending on their level of desire to help mm -hmm. if you can get them to do stuff for you oh yeah it's now we're pretty going. awesome yeah 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 cooking together also allows you to recognize like things that your partner might be doing that you didn't even notice oh, so like I have one client point. who oh my yeah God. who like recognized that her partner was like putting so much oil and butter in yeah. and stuff like that right so if your partner does some of the cooking doing it together and like being able to see that and be like, okay, when you're cooking for me, I need you to not do that. It gives you a chance to tell them they're doing it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe try to approach it a little bit gentler than that. Um, it depends how but, you're feeling. Yeah. So those are some other benefits that could come out of that. <laughs> uh, okay. So I think that kind of takes care of like the day-to-day -day stuff, or at least our kind of tips for that um yeah then what about yeah eating out going to social situations veering from the norm for sure there's a few different um I guess like categories here so the first one that I always think about is like date nights and like connection time because those are often revolved around food or going out for mm -hmm. dinner or whatever um so if you have a partner who likes to do that stuff a couple things to consider number one trying to come up with ideas that aren't revolved around food. Um, so maybe going to do some sort of activity, maybe um, doing like Brad and I are actually going to do, I want to make like some of those textured art pieces. Yeah, I get it. So we're going to do that for a date night in February. Um, golf answer. simulator, axe throwing, like that kind of stuff, you know, you just like activity for sure. Yeah. I fucking hate activities. <laughs> What do you, what, what are some date nights that aren't revolved around food that you've got an idea of? Uh, I like to get stoned and go for a walk around the neighborhood. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> or you like uh, watch couples therapy and pause and ask each other what we would say is the therapy. Right. Um, but those are bad examples because truly we haven't gone on like a date night in so long. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it just depends on like your personalities and stuff like that, what you like to do, whether it's you want to get out of the house or if you want to stay home, but trying to think of things that don't revolve around food. 
Um, cooking a meal together at home is another great mm-hmm. kind of like little date experience. Or like packing a picnic. We do that. Oh, I would say when cute. the weather's better. Yeah. It's like we would go for a hike and pack a picnic or something or like, yeah. 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 Love those that. Are, those are fun. So that's something to consider. Um, the other situation that I think comes up a lot is uh, like dinners or outings with your partner's family. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's one thing when we're navigating those conversations with our own family. <laughs> and then, you know, like Brad's family, they have Sunday dinners often. So we go mm-hmm. over to Brad's parents for Sunday dinner. Um, and so navigating those and depending on like your comfort level, either having the conversation with your partner to then have them talk to their parents or straight up talking to their parents about it. (laughs) Um, So for me, like I always text Joanne on Sundays when we're going there and I just ask her, well, I don't even have to text her anymore. She just texts me, but I I ask her what's for dinner. Oh, she's such a fucking sweetie. (laughs) So it's not even, it's not that I'm like asking her to make something different. I don't feel, I personally Mm -hmm. don't feel comfortable in that situation to do that. Some people might. Um, but at least if I know what's for dinner, I can plan for it. Um, if it's something that's really not going to fit my macros, then I plan to just not eat a ton of it. And I will like have something before I go. If it's something that's going to fit my macros mostly, or be an aligned decision, then that's great. Um, so finding out, you know, what's being prepared in advance is super helpful. Mm -hmm. Um, You can also like, you know, say the example where what's going to be served is like, "Mm, that's going to be hard for me to fit. You could off to like bring something, maybe you're not bringing your own Tupperware, although you certainly could, depending on how comfortable you are with that. But you could also bring something that will be easier for you to eat to contribute to the dinner. Yeah. Yeah. A side dish or an appetizer Mm -hmm. or something like that for sure. Yeah. So you have like something to rely on. Yeah. Um, This is also something I have with a lot of clients and they've kind of like put made their own boundaries around it where they're like this is like something I really enjoy and you know my parents or whoever's cooking are like great cooks and I don't want to have to you know say no to that kind of stuff for sure and so you can there's various ways like macro placeholders um, just aiming to eat like really solid in terms of protein and things like that to check those boxes throughout the day. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously we have like our mindful eating um, strategies and things around that just to make sure like we're not, you know, going overboard or going ham with things. Um, but yeah, like these are the kind of things that again, talking to your partner about can be really great so that they're also understanding of like what the expectation is for you. Yeah. And so you can maybe alleviate the comments of like, wow, you're not eating anything or wow, you're eating so much. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You definitely don't owe anyone an explanation for your food choices. No, but um, I can understand why you would feel you need to. You, so. you need, yeah. Yeah. Um, what about situations where, so I have a lot of clients, um, and this is definitely, this, um, is like stronger in certain cultures for sure. But when, so like, I have some clients who's like, moms will just like bring over a bunch of food, Mm. like their grandma will like bake all this shit or like Mm -hmm. whatever. And yeah, get me that. How, how do you 
they, they feel bad not eating it or they feel bad saying no. How do we navigate that? I mean, the first thing I think of is like, accept it. Like we don't need to offend people with our choices. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially if it's like cultural, I'm like, okay, like that's usually a huge thing like that deserves respect. So you can still accept it. And then what you do with it you know, can look a few different ways. Maybe you keep some of it out and you freeze the other stuff for later. So at the very least, like you are portioning things and allowing like your day-to-day to not change too much. Mm-hmm. Um, having people over and sharing in those things can be a great way to, again, like enjoy it, um, but also not end up eating it all by yourself. What else you got? Uh, yeah, I think those are great ideas. Um, I'm thinking more of like a situation. What if you like go over there and they're like, here's the, all this food in front of you. Um, oh, then I'm going to eat it all up. So <laughs> yeah, obviously <laughs> it depends on what your goals are. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I would say just like having a smaller portion and then asking them if you can take it home. Mm-hmm. Right. If you're feeling like it's really going to offend them, if you don't like seem interested in it. Um, again, having the conversation with them, if it's an option and if you feel comfortable of like, this is delicious and I love it and I love you for making it for me, but I'm like really trying to make sure that I'm, you know, eating foods that are aligned with like X goal right now or whatever, or eating foods that like, like help my digestion or, you know, that kind of stuff. Again, that's not always going to be an option. Um, but if it is having that conversation can be helpful too. But I think in those situations, just asking if you can take it home, cause you're like not hungry right now, or you ate before you came or like, even if you have to give a little white lie, um, and then when you take it home, you can do any of those other things with it. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks, Stacey. Any other like social stuff you can think of? I mean, I think maybe a last piece would be just like getting comfortable going out and not engaging in like the food or drink aspect. Mm -hmm. Like I think of like Brandon and friends often want to go out. We end up going to a bar. I'm not drinking right now. So do I forfeit that social activity or do I go and just like not have a meal when everyone else is having a meal or just have soda water when everyone else is having a drink like get more comfortable flexing that muscle I think Mm -hmm. um, can be really helpful for sure I would say especially if you are someone who is about to go into a diet phase and is prepping for it get used to having these conversations now because it's going to be exponentially harder when there's more pressure on your goal when you have to take things more seriously down the road Mm -hmm. Um, so maybe that's like a last little caveat is like these conversations are tricky regardless but will probably only get harder to navigate if you have a very specific specific goal especially when it comes to like weight loss um, or body composition which requires a lot more accuracy and consistency from you yeah big time that's a good point Um, Okay. So I think that was all of like the main things, I guess, just like a few other just things to keep in mind. Um, You're hot. Just the tips at the end here. I like (laughs) rapid fire those babies. (laughs) Um, Just remembering that every person is responsible for their own dietary choices. And again, we are not responsible for changing someone's choices. We can hope to inspire them 
But if we have the expectation that our partners are going to completely change and now their preferences are completely aligned with ours, that's probably not super supportive. Yeah, I'm trying to take the the bottles of sauce away from our partners. (laughs) Um, Another thing is maybe just like having different spots in the kitchen where things are stored. Um, So if your partner likes to have, you know, stuff, certain snacks or whatever that make you feel like shit or aren't aligned with your goals. Fuck, Nicola and I are quite short. So put those up in a cabinet where we can't reach them. You know, I'm a fucking good jumper. (laughs) I got the hops. Yeah. Just, you know, just things like that. So it's not like in front of you every time that you're like going to like prep a meal or something that can be a little bit of a strategy. Um, or like when you have to hide the rice because you need it for your next meal and you know, it'll be gone and not replenished. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we had a like meltdown on the podcast when Brandon and Brad both finished the rice and didn't. We absolutely did. And we have brought rice. it up yeah. many times yeah. since then. Yeah. Um, so yeah, those are just a couple of things. I don't know if you have any other rapid fire ones. Uh, yeah. If your partner is like finishing the meal prep that you made they must replenish it or at least fucking tell you so that you can stop yes. at the grocery store on the way home. I cannot tell you how annoying it is to yeah. like have your meal all planned and you get home and you're like, none of what I planned is. Yeah. Here. Yeah. What's so that's morning? something that you'll probably need to communicate with your partner. Yeah. Cause like, they're going to eat it eating. and they don't fucking yeah. think about it. So you need mm-hmm. to be explicit and like, Hey, if you, mm-hmm. if there is a container of shit and you eat it all, <laughs> I need you to text me and tell me that you ate it all. Yeah, or I'm like, or don't you fucking don't touch eat that it. turkey breast. Exactly. I need that. You have to eat the chicken tonight. Yeah. If yeah. you have uh, a low tasty threshold yes. dweller in your house. Yeah. Love Anyways. those people. Yeah. Cool. Okay. All right, all right. Well, so hopefully that was helpful. I think so. Yeah. It's helpful for me. Now I have more things to tell Brandon. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> um, um, yeah. Okay. Well, let's do our fuck yes and fuck no. Okay, your fuck no is about to be my fuck no, too. Okay. Fuck. Uh, pap smears? Fucking fuck. So I have one scheduled this afternoon. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm doing like a full physical. And mm-hmm. I got my period last night. Fuck so I had me. to call them today and be like, hey, I need to reschedule my pap. So They'll still do it, won't in. they? No. My doctor they won't, won't do it on my period. She said because and because I've had an abnormal pap oh yeah 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 yeah. they like need to make sure that they're right right right. yeah so um yeah so now I have to go in for my physical today and oh god they couldn't just reschedule the whole thing no because she's not available like for a couple Uh, more weeks okay but then like what does a physical entail they do like the breast check and like they might send me for blood work Um, will they count my moles yeah yeah actually then I could finally point out all my suspicious moles yeah instead of like going in one at a time being like here's this one what do yeah. you think today <laughs> yeah okay okay I'm not excited I fucking hate paps I love when they like get you to stand on the scale and then they're they're like do you want to know where you are in the BMI and I'm like no. for sure tell me please I would love to know your thoughts <laughs> I don't think my doctors weighed me for a long time oh no no mm, that's which sweet. is nice yeah that's um, awesome my this is so funny this happens during pap smears but also like when you go to get your badge wax but like when they're like okay I'm just gonna leave the room and like yeah. let you get undressed I'm like you're literally gonna be in my vagina like 
I, I think it's a dignity thing. Like, yeah, I don't want to be true. hunched over with my butt in the air and them accidentally like being like, oh, dear God. Yeah. You don't need <laughs> to see fair. me tripping over my jeans. My, and yeah. Like but, uh, but no, true, true, true. Uh, yeah, I'll have to go in to get one of those soon. It's been like five years since I've had one. Oh, shit. And I did have like abnormal ones, but also I'm like, they change the like rules on that all the time. I know. Yeah. And it's like, everybody has abnormal. I know. They? And I had a colposcopy like a couple years ago and that was fucking even worse than a pap smear. Yeah. I would rather do a lot of things than that. Yeah. But um, I will okay. say, so my friend had abnormal paps for a long time. She had a couple of colposcopies and one of her colposcopies she ended up like bleeding so much for like a week after and the doctor thought that he just like fucked up but it turned out she had cervical cancer what the fuck yeah so i'm like go get go get your pap (laughs) yeah holy shit yeah it was really scary so they caught it early and it's like at like the very beginning stages she's gonna be fine but she has to have a hysterectomy (gasps) she's like she's like our age oh man yeah. That's funny. Yeah. I know a few people have had hysterectomies at our age. Yeah. It's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Anywho. Okay. Let's move on uh, to something more exciting. Yeah, well, that was definitely, yes. definitely a fuck no. Yeah. What is my fuck? Yes. Why am I having such trouble coming up with these lately? Is nothing happening in my life? Uh, okay. A fuck yes is either searching for it or creating your own playlist to match the mood of the book you're reading. I fucking love that. Do you listen to music while you read? Sometimes, like very like lightly in the background. And I prefer, I'm okay with lyrics as long as it's not like a song that I was like obsessed with and could sing along to. Right. So like there are many people who do this. So you can usually search the book if it's a fairly popular book and a playlist will come up. Interesting. Or I even like just like, I don't know, maybe it's because the books I've been reading lately have like a very specific mood. Yeah. And so then carrying that, like if I go for a walk or, you know, on my way to wherever grocery shopping, I like to still like carry that vibe. So I've been really liking that. It just kind of makes it like a a big experience. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. Engage all the senses. Exactly. What do you smell? Yeah. I was like, who's going to make me a meal that I can. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Cool. Okay. I don't think I could listen to music and like, I can't do that. What it if has it was to like be instrumental? Oh yeah. Okay. So yeah. you could do that. Instrument, and I mean, some instrument. playlists like that are. Yeah. Like chill hop. Mm-hmm. I always listen to chill hop when I work. I remember last year on my Spotify wrapped, it was like all these fucking weird ass songs because I just like played that shit on repeat while I was like working. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm like, ah. <laughs> yeah. And then you end up with some like super obscure like this is your the genre of the year and you're like I've literally never heard of that genre of music before I'm like well yeah I love it yeah you love that shit bitch mm-hmm. um do we have a fuck maybe Nat and I oh I guess we haven't even released that up yet but no, Nat and I did a fuck maybe okay so fuck maybe yeah something you're curious about that you're not sure about yet you haven't tried Well, you know, yesterday I was, you know, this is probably more of a fuck no, but maybe I'm like dabbling in the idea. Yesterday I was walking with Molly and whenever we're on a walk and I like, like if we, if she's off leash and I like run, she like chases me and jumps on me. 
And so now if I'm like running with her on the leash, she's like jumping on me. Mm -hmm. So I'm like trying to get her to like run beside me. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, in my head, I was like, actually, if I started running a little bit, it would be really nice to like go for a run with Molly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So running is on my fuck maybe. Great. Yeah. I'm on the fuck maybe about that too. Yeah. Outside Sometimes only. I like it. Yeah, oh yeah. I like could never on a treadmill. treadmill. No. Brandon but, like, loves when it, gets it on a treadmill. Yeah. But Brandon's weird. He also, yeah, listens to audiobooks. I while He runs. I used to listen to podcasts. Mm. Yeah. Uh, uh, depending on the podcast, I could do that while I work out, but I feel like not on a run. On a run. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I've been listening. I usually just listen to country music because I just like country. Um, mm-hmm. But I've been listening to like Jack Harlow radio. Oh, wow. And I'm okay. just like, <laughs> I like this shit. Yeah. It's yeah, only when happy. I'm working out though. True, true, true. There yeah. are different vibes and different music needs. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, this is like not related to anything here, but my fuck maybe is CBT. CBD? I, CBT. Oh, oh, cognitive what? behavioral therapy. Interesting. I, I like, thought you would yeah. be so anti. Well, I'm not necessarily anti. I just thought it was something I wasn't going to practice. Right. But I've had like Cal, the therapist, yeah. many of us have worked with. Yeah. He was very CBT based and I really liked it as a client but as I learned more about the theory and like the modality itself it just feels so confined and I was kind of writing it off as like something I didn't want to do um but uh Pierre from school and I are doing like a little service trade so I'm helping her with her nutrition um and she's like do you want me to do some CBT therapy for you and I was like well I feel like I'm too close like we're too close for maybe for you to do that for me but I feel like I also don't know enough about CBT. And she's like, oh, I could teach you because she already is practicing this with her own clients. Nice. Um, so she basically like ran through what you would do for like, have you ever done a thought record? No. Um, so it's like a process in the bigger picture of CBT. But she ran through like the process of a thought record with me she gave me like the background and how cbt like originated and where like the theory stems from and what it was designed to solve and i was like wow this would actually be so fucking helpful for nutrition clients interesting uh caveat there like we're not actually going to practice cbt with our nutrition clients yeah but some of like the the ways in which you're tracking patterns and thoughts and trying to create a gap before the behavior you're trying to get rid of. Right. Um, And it's like, yeah, I would absolutely use CBT as a tool. It will never be my main like theory, Yeah. but I'm like, you could get to like work with someone and find that there's just like a specific thing they're really stuck on and then insert CBT for that certain thing. Hmm. It's so helpful. Yeah. It was in like the half an hour she was explaining it to me, going through like using one um, thought that I had. Yeah. And describing like, okay, you have this thought. What's the, like, give me all the facts about when you have it. Um, So no subjective, just objective facts. Who, what, when, where, why. Mm -hmm. And then you go into like, what are you feeling? What's the emotion that you then feel? And then you rate that like out of a 10, how big was that feeling? And then you talk about like what ultimately the behavior becomes from that. And then you go into the process of like re-questioning 
like the thoughts, the emotions and re-rating things once you're kind of like more objective about it. Hmm. And you're like, wow, actually it wasn't like, I wasn't actually just pissed here. It was because I was feeling like really hurt. Right. And so you like work backwards yeah. by addressing the thought and going yeah. through the the process that ultimately really leads you to identifying like um, four beliefs and yeah. values you have for yourself that maybe yeah. are not, you're not aware of. So really fucking cool and can be done like fairly quickly and yeah. a great little homework piece too. So that changed. Um, that's a fuck maybe for me. I think I'd like to learn that skill at least to be yeah. able to insert on occasion. Yeah. To use it like when it would make sense. Yeah. I remember during COVID, like during the lockdowns and when I specifically had COVID and I like didn't want to leave my bed, I downloaded like some courses and one of them was on CBT. And I think I like took like the intro chapter and then I just never did it again. Mm. Um, so the maybe I'll read this piece. Yeah. If there's like a, a chapter, on, chapter on thought records. Yeah. Because that's something then you can start doing for yourself all the time. And a yeah. lot of times you'll start to notice patterns and it's the same kind of belief guiding a lot of different thoughts and a lot of different behaviors. Right. Mm-hmm. And then does it go into like, obviously that's the awareness piece. Does it go into then how to like rewire that? Or Yeah. What, so then you can talk about modality? like what's called like creating the gap. So instead of having the thought, having the feeling, engaging in the behavior, you have a space between your feeling and the behavior where you start to insert a gap, whether that's, is there a different behavior that you could insert? Is there a way to cause space between that like feeling and then instantly you're doing the behavior? Mm -hmm. So for like stress eating, for example, you're like feeling stressed and you're like, oh, kitchen's right there. I'm going. If you can pause and then slowly get that pause to be longer and then insert something else generally like the current ideas around cravings are that they really only last three to five minutes so if you can insert something in that space you can get over like that initial craving and that like right emotional drive and start to either insert a new behavior or at least pause Mm -hmm. the quote-unquote negative behavior nice Mm -hmm. yeah it's very cool. Cool, cool. Well, fuck maybe then. Fuck maybe. <laughs> All right. Okay, everyone. Well, thanks for tuning in to just the tips. Just the tips. <laughs> <laughs> and we will be back next week with we don't know yet. So stay tuned for that. I think it's, oh yeah. Fuck. I have no idea what order these are coming out in. So yeah. we have no idea. We're lost. Ever. We're so far ahead. We don't know what's going on. Which is a good oh, problem us. to have. Yeah. yeah. High five. It might be another Friends of the Pod epi yeah it might be emily i think so yeah okay okay be talking all things motherhood and navigating your nutrition with a newborn um and Mm, also going to school for therapy yeah Um, yeah yeah it'll be good yeah we've also had some or at least i have had some clients give some recommendations so we love that i put them up top if you want to look at them but yeah so we got some ideas flowing cuckoo but yeah if you have more ideas for just the tips send it send them our way send the tips our way we love a good tip no don't send us the tips send us the thing that you need the tips on (laughs) yeah but the tip off like oh yeah okay tip us off on the tips you're wanting (laughs) if you wish for the tip you must tip off the tipsters okay okay bye bye okay bye (laughs) 